It's, it's, it's time to talk that talk, and we talk it like no one else. This is the stinking truth. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Let's move ahead to Sunday's games. We'll just go in, in order as they're going to be played. And you got the Steelers and the Bills. The Bills are, are playing really good football right now. They end up clinching the division for the fourth straight year. And and Pittsburgh, boy, they're, maybe they're the exact opposite, right? Of a team like Miami, they have just overachieved, overachieved, overachieved all season long. Mm. But there's got to be a a ceiling that they're gonna they're gonna bump into, slam into. And boy, it feels like it's this week at uh, in Orchard Park. It re- it really does. No T.J. Watt. That's gonna yeah. be. I mean that. He's he's a problem. He's a guy that you break the huddle and you have to find out where he is, and then you have to have a plan on every single play. How you're going to block the guy, and the 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 relief that you get out of out of not having to do that is tremendous. The other thing, they've really done a great job. Joe Brady taking over as the offensive coordinator has done a great job of of taking the hat off of of uh, Bill's quarterback Josh Allen where he was routinely in their six and six start throwing 40 plus times a game where he has gone from throwing 40, 45 times down to 22, 24, 26, somewhere in that range. And they've run the ball much better. And they've now he did throw a couple of picks and he turned the ball over, I think three times last week in their win over Miami. But, um, but still he has been much better, much more judicious with the football and that comes from not just Josh saying, okay, I'm going to make better decisions. That comes from better play calling, in my opinion. And so I think that's been a big, that's been, you know, that's been a big feather in the cap of the Buffalo Bills. It's also helped their defense stay fresh, stay healthy, stay uh, more time on the sideline, less time on the football field. So I think uh, you can put a lot of credit or give a lot of credit to Joe Brady taking over that uh, offense. Packers, Cowboys, another terrific storyline. Mike McCarthy going up against his old team. I know when we started this podcast back at the beginning of the season, you talked about how you, you just you just can't trust Dallas. But at least for this week, can you trust the Cowboys? Yeah, I feel like – I mean, I feel like Dallas is a better football team. I think the one thing that scares me about the Dallas Cowboys is if they get behind – like if you get a lead on the Dallas Cowboys, you eliminate Tight. their ability to do what they do best, and that's rush your quarterback. And so if you can do that, you take Micah Parsons and you eliminate some of his effectiveness off the edge. You eliminate some of Demarcus Lawrence's effectiveness off the edge. Odigi Zuwa, some of the guys they have inside. That's really what they do exceptionally well. And so I, I really feel like if you can play, you know, with a seven to ten point lead you can you can really adversely affect their defense just the way they have to play it because they want you to be in passing situations. They want you to be in three wides. They want to move Micah Parsons to one edge and let him rush the passer. I mean, this guy is uh, – he's he, I can't remember what the stat was, but he's like the first player since Reggie White or something to have, you know, start his career with three straight 12-sack seasons. Guy plays middle linebacker. You know, half the time he's playing middle linebacker. So, I mean, he doesn't even have the opportunity that most have to rush the passer. Yeah, he's doing it from a limited opportunity, and he's still having that kind of an effect off the edge. He may, I mean, if he was just an edge player, he may set the NFL sack record. Um, So it's just amazing. He's an amazing performer. But, yeah, I I just feel like Dallas 
at this point is a, a better football team all the way around top to bottom. In a wild card weekend full of storylines, the best one, the juiciest one, Matt Stafford going back to yeah. Detroit to play the Lions. Jared Goff playing against his old team, his old coach in the Rams and, and, and Sean McVay. You just got done calling the Rams. So uh, how, how do you feel about this, uh, this awesome storyline filled showdown? Well, I tell you what, the script writers of the NFL, every great storyline yeah. is represented here in Wild Card Weekend. How do they do it? How yeah. do they do it? It's, it's a script. It's um, scripted. It's yeah. scripted. It, there's, it does feel that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm like I'm 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 with you. I think this is a like this is a great the storylines here are great. Matthew Stafford going back to the, the team that drafted him. Jared Goff playing against the team that basically kicked him to the curb and said, we don't think you're good yeah. enough. I mean, it's, the, it is, it is awesome. Talk to uh, Sean McVay, McVay before the weekend, like before the, you know, before they played San Francisco and they're trying to get the sixth seed or the seventh seed, they really didn't care. But we talked to him and just asked him, Hey man, what you, you, have you thought about the return going to Detroit? If it happens to work out that way. And this is the, and I quote, does a bear shit in the woods? Like, <laughs> of course we, yeah, of yeah. course we've thought about it, right? Um, I'm going to tell you right now that the way the Los Angeles Rams are constructed, they've got a one of the best defensive players ever play the game in Aaron yeah. Donald. Yeah. But then after that, Mike, they've got a bunch of rising players. Uh, uh, Byron Young can can really play. A kid by the name of Kobe Turner plays kind of nose guard for them. Um, is is a really good, smart player, really effective player, plays exceptionally hard. Uh, Michael Hoyt, good player off the edge. He's developed into a really good player. Uh, Ernest Jones, really good player at the middle linebacker position. Um, Quentin Lake, the son of Carnell Lake, uh, you know, all mm -hmm. pro Pittsburgh Steelers safety. Uh, Jackson, I think he played in Jacksonville as well. But Carnell Lake, the, the Quentin, a really good player, plays the nickel position. They got some really good young rising talent on their defenses. Their defense is good enough. Their offense is playing at a Super Bowl level. This is the best offense they have had. This is the best run game they've had since they went to Super Bowls. This is the best run offense they've had since Todd Gurley was cutting up the league. Mm -hmm. They have really – Really, they went back and, and assessed themselves in their kind of quote-unquote rebuild, and they attacked offensive line and run game. And they did it exceptionally well. And then they do it, you know, we talked about San Francisco, and we'll do this a little bit in the Leftovers podcast of the game I had last week, San Francisco and L.A. But the way they attack the edge, where San Francisco does it out of two tights or two backs and all that, the L.A. Rams do it out of wide receivers. 11 personnel. Um, San Francisco led the league in two-back personnel plays. 49.5% of the time, they're in two-back. You know how many times the L.A. Rams are in two-back? Zero. Three wides the whole set. And it's the exact same offense. They just do it out of different personnel. So it's kind of cool to watch, but we'll discuss that later. They're playing at a Super Bowl level. They're running the heck out of the football uh, Matthew Stafford's playing at a real high level. Their receivers, Puka Nakua, uh, Cooper Cup, even uh, Demarcus Robinson, they're playing. They're really playing well right now as an offense. So they've got. They're a team, and Kyle Shanahan told me this. They're a team that nobody wants to face in the playoffs. 
which, which quarterback in this one do you think has the the potential to play tighter? Uh, Stafford in his return home or Goff going up against the coach and the team that discarded him? Yeah, I think it's Goff. I think Matthew Stafford has, uh, you know, has that ability to give no shits or no Fs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. he operates that way. I think, I think Jared Goff, as good as Jared Goff has been, and he's been a, a top-level performer for Detroit, I, I just feel like there's a little bit more to prove there. I mean, come on, Matthew Stafford left Detroit, a guy that I told you forever was, you know, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's what Kyle Shanahan called him, a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's that good. Went to the Rams and won a world championship. And so, you know, obviously um, acquitted himself quite nicely winning that world championship. And all the people that thought it was Matthew Stafford, then they all had to look back and go, no, it's the organization. Well, they've got a great organization now under Dan Campbell, but I still feel like Jared Goff's got a little bit more to prove. Last game, uh, Philadelphia and Tampa. Man, just a few weeks ago, the Eagles are 10-1. and They've been in free fall. They've lost four of their last uh, – what? No, five of their last six. Yeah. And, and now you're hearing conversations, Mark, where Nick Sirianni's coaching for his job on Monday. Right. What right. the hell has happened here? And yeah. can they reverse this 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 tumultuous streak? Can they can they change their fortunes in time? I you know it's a great question. And obviously Tampa is like they're no great shakes, right? They went into Carolina with the division on the line, a game yeah. they had to have, and they won nine nothing. And oh, by the way, you know they had Carolina had a touchdown called back in that game as well. Yep. So, I um, I don't have a lot of faith. I, it's not that I have faith in Philly because I don't, yeah. but I have less in Tampa. So I I think Tampa, I think Philadelphia will figure out a way, a formula to play a little bit better, to run the ball a little bit better, um, to set up their play action a little bit better, and to get themselves on a on a win streak here, but. You know, part of the complimentary nature, think about last year, they, they led the league with over 70 sacks. And this year, they just haven't been the same. But a lot of that is because they haven't been able to possess the ball. They haven't kept drives together. Um, they just haven't – they just have not played very complimentary um, from a football standpoint, from an offense to defense, to special team standpoint. So um, – but this one this one is hard for me because I, I think they're, they're both – like I think they're both both fairly suspect. I think both teams are a little bit suspect. But I'm going to go with Philadelphia based on pedigree, based on I think they're a better roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And we'll see what happens. All right. Should be a great weekend. Buckle up, everybody. Uh, It's one of the best weekends in all the sports. So have fun. Yeah. By the way, by the Uh, way. Yes, bring it on. I need We we do need to make – you were 25 and 20 in our uh, picture to go wrong. I was 27. Oh, no, excuse me. The final tally, final tally, you were 27 and 21. I was 28, 19 and one. So a demand, uh, commanding two, two better in the loss column than you. Yeah. So, but we Congra- have, it, congratulations. You thank you. Do you want to pick real quick? Yeah, let's do it. All, all right. You want to do all three, all the games? Let's do it. Okay, go. I'll let you start. All right, I'm going to take uh, Cleveland. Uh-huh. 
Uh, minus minus two and a half. Minus two and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus the four. All right. I'm going to take Buffalo minus the 10. Minus 10. I'm going to go Dallas minus seven and a half. I'm going way too many favorites here. I'll take uh, the I'll take the Rams plus three, and I'll take uh, uh, I'll take Philadelphia minus the three. Minus three. All right. So, all right. I uh, I got to just take some different than you, just because I like the Rams. Um. All right. I'll go. I'll go Tampa. These will be my different ones. I'll go um, Tampa. I'll go Pittsburgh plus 10. And um, I will go, I will go uh, Green Bay plus seven and a half. Okay. Good luck. Those will be, that's those are only three difference. All right. Sounds good. I just took them because, um, because I'm, I want to make it sporting. (laughs) Oh, Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. that. You're Appreciate welcome. that. All right, but I won the world championship, so that uh, feels good. It feels good to be a champion. Again, just add it to the rest of my championships, but you can take home the yellow ribbon. So good for you. You used the yellow ribbons in your house. Well, you won the regular season. Yay, congratulations. And like last year, you won the regular season. I won the playoffs. You uh, you drive for show. I putt for dough. Okay. Well, I mean, the fact that I just let you after you lost pick first, and then I just had to go against you to make some different um, shows to you just my superiority in my uh, in in when it comes to picking. Anyhow, hey, uh, for everybody involved in the Sig Truth Podcast, we got to roll. Make sure you stay tuned for uh, uh, down the road here for the uh, leftovers between my game in L.A. or in San Francisco between the L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Got a lot of stuff to tell you about. We did a we did a big one. Got a lot of views on San Francisco. So let's uh, focus on that one a little bit more on the LA side of things. All right, for everybody involved in the Sync Truth Podcast, man, we appreciate you. We will talk to you down the road.